faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! San Diego Comic-Con has came, has gone, and here we are dealing with the aftermath of all of the Marvel lineups from Marvel Phase 4 all the way to 6. Now, I have to be honest with you on something very particular. As you may recall, in my last rant, I said Marvel Phase 4 was basically not doing very well. They were losing their step. They were basically failing us in in a way that, like me and like some other people, we just want to bitch and complain about what's going on. I am willing to bet my bottom dollar, which I don't have, that someone from the Marvel phases, from the Disney executive, wherever they are, on higher up top, would look at that, listen to that, and be like, oh, Oh, really? You guys want to keep on complaining? You guys want to keep on bitching? Well, guess what? Hold my beer, kid, because we're going to drop the shit out of this continuous lineup, and oh my goodness, what a lineup it was. I don't even know where to begin, honestly, considering that I'm trying to make this podcast into, you know, 15 minutes. If it has to exceed, it has to exceed, but I honestly don't even know where to begin here. Well, for starters, let's go through the lineup real quick. Let's not waste any time here. Let's just go through this lineup real quick. Now, you know me. I'm not going to focus on every single thing of what's on my mind because I feel like that's just going to be completely boring. But I do know, before we get into this, a question was asked to me during work today. And they asked me, what Marvel show or movie am I looking forward to the most? And I have to say... You know, my heart was beating, my my blood kept pumping. You know how Dwayne The Rock Johnson does it when the electricity, it just goes riding through and all them goosebumps and going into our freaking shoulder traps and all that stuff, whatever The Rock say nowadays. I thought to myself, what possible answer can I give that's heartful, that's genuine, and that's real? And then I thought a lot about it, and I have to say, the one show that I'm truly looking forward to more than all of the entire lineups is Daredevil, Born Again. That's right. I still have my doubts that it's underneath the Disney umbrella. And I still have my doubts on the fact that maybe it's not going to be the same show or even has the same quality of the show that we've gotten from the Marvel Netflix era. But I do know for a fact that Charlie Cox, he knows what he's doing. Him, Vincent D'Onofrio, Vincent D'Onofrio sorry if I mispronounced the name, and all the other cast that comes through, I think that they have tremendous perspective in terms of what they're doing. I don't think for a second that Charlie Cox would have signed on to this and would have continued to sign on to this. 18 episodes, by the way, for Daredevil Born Again. If he didn't realize, he was like, you know what? I want to keep the same tone. Let's keep the same momentum. Let's just keep everything the way it is. I understand you want some kind of control, but let us deal with what we got to do. At least I'm hoping that's what happened. So to answer that question earlier, Daredevil Born Again is the one show that I'm looking forward to the most. A couple more that I am looking forward to, we're going to discuss that in a bit. But let's go to this lineup right now. So as we see, this year is the final act of Marvel Phase 4. We have She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. By the way, real quick, 
I found a poster a while ago, and I think it's the updated poster that Disney put on their Twitter account, and it's a hilarious poster, it really is. It's basically She-Hulk uh, with this 100 She-Hulk number, you know, because you're calling for an attorney, and the slogan was like, I go green, so you get green, or something along those lines. And I have to say, as corny as that sounds, it's actually pretty funny and it works. One of my coworkers hated it, and they have no faith in the She-Hulk series whatsoever. Like, no faith whatsoever. Because of all the CGI problems and all the visual effects problems that apparently the, you know, creators were having trouble and difficulty to have, it's making us lose faith in it. Me... The fact that Daredevil is going to be in it, that's more than enough for me. Maybe not enough, but, you know, you get my point. Anyway, She-Hulk is coming August 17th, 2022. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is coming November 11th, and that is the final movie of Marvel Phase 4. I have a—I wouldn't say a lot to say about Black Panther, but we're going to jump into that in a bit, assuming if we have the time. Next, we go to Marvel Phase 5. We have... And by the way, as you know, all of this is subjected to change. So let's be honest here. And uh, Ant-Man Quantumania, February 17th. Apparently, according to Kevin Feige, that that movie is going to change the landscape forever for Marvel uh, going forward. So we'll see how that goes. We got Secret Invasion coming in spring 23. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 coming out May 5th, 2023. According to James Gunn, he did say that this is the end of the Guardians era. Will they return after? Only time will tell. But it pretty much makes you get into the emotion that someone major or a few people major are going to die. So it's no problem with that. Echo, summer of 23. Again, Daredevil's in it. And we have seen Echo from the Hawkeye series with. Kingpin returning, so there's that. Loki Season 2, Summer of 23. Not really psyched about that, honestly, because I didn't really like Season 1. I know I have many friends that enjoyed Loki. In fact, a lot of people enjoyed Loki, but I don't know. Season 2 is like a eh, it's like a hit or miss for me, so we'll see what happens. The Marvels, July 28th, 2023. Eh, nothing really much to say about that. Blade coming in November 3rd, 2023. It, I get it. It's going to be very hard to stop comparing to Wesley Snipes' versions from the late 90s and early 2000s, but you can't really help it in this one. And at this point, we're just going to have to take what we can get. Ironheart, Fall of 23. We saw a brief image of Ironheart. I forgot the character's name, but we got a brief glimpse of Ironheart in the trailer from Black Panther. And chances are she's going to create some major damage. And by damage, I mean she's going to do some good shit. So we'll see. Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which I thought it was Agent of Darkness or uh, something of darkness just last time. But they renamed it to Coven of Chaos. This to me doesn't really do anything because I don't really care much about the character. She didn't really sell me so much in the WandaVision show. So there is that. Daredevil Born Again. Fuck yeah, kid! Already stated why I loved it. Daredevil, by far my third favorite superhero of all time. Number one and two is Batman and Spider-Man. And they switch depending on what my mood is. Captain America 4, New World Order, May 3rd, 2024. 
As we know, Sam Wilson is now the new Captain America. And chances are they'll probably deal with, you know, some shit that goes on. Including Sharon Carter, which we know is going to be one of the main bad guys for the show. So we already got a glimpse of her actually being a bad guy because some people or some studios, some merchandise studios wants to spoil certain shit. But it's not really a spoiler if we already knew about it. Thunderbolts coming in July 26, 2024. I don't know too much about the Thunderbolts. I think they're like a rogue gallery of superheroes or supervillains or even antiheroes for that matter. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And that is the end of Marvel Phase 5. There's only three things confirmed for Phase 6 so far from what we know. We got the Fantastic Four, which according to the new Spider-Man is actually going to be a part of. Is going to be making a cameo for the Fantastic Four, so there's that. Then there are two Avengers movies coming out. Avengers The Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. So there you have it. There is your lineup. And as I said, Daredevil Born Again is the one that I'm looking forward to the most. I think the other two would have to be the two Kang movies. However, since I'm going to be complaining, and I'm going to be doing my bitchiness as I always do, I hate the fact that the Russo brothers are not going to be directing these two movies. I don't know what the hell is going on behind the scenes. Maybe they wanted more money. Maybe Kevin Feige thought that there would be a better director, which I completely doubt because I don't think anyone is better to direct an Avengers movie as a aside from the Russo brothers, but whatever. Maybe they didn't want to do it anymore. Maybe nobody came to them with an offer. Maybe they had different ideas. Who knows what the reason is, but it bums me out that you have the Russo brothers that literally put together two of a few of the greatest Avengers films. One of them is number two in the worldwide box office in history. Number one, obviously, being Avatar. That was thanks to the Russo brothers, to the directors, and the team, and the writers, and the cast members, and everyone else that goes in between. And we do not get these guys for directing these movies? What is going on here, folks? Oh my goodness. But, as I said, we're going to have to wait and see what happens. Because we're still a couple of years away, a few years away, before we actually see... You know, something triumph. And who knows? Maybe Kevin Feige is like, all right, you know what? We'll give you whatever you want. Just please direct these movies. Please. We don't want to disappoint our fans. We don't want to disappoint anybody for this matter. So just, we're just going to give you what you want. Let's just give you what you want. It's as simple as that. I mean, who the hell knows why they're not directing it? Who the hell knows? Maybe they're tired of Marvel. Maybe after what happened with the whole Disney thing and Scarlett Johansson uh, facing off against Mickey Mouse and, you know... The fact that certain movies are going into Disney Plus from nowadays, maybe they just have lost faith. Maybe they lost faith. I mean, who the hell knows why the reason would be? Who the hell knows? But that is the Marvel lineup. And as I said, I'm excited for certain movies. I'm excited for certain shows. But let's face it. Even though the Marvel lineup was cool, I don't think it compared not one bit to the Black Panther trailer. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. Already has over 13 million viewers on YouTube as it is. And it took every being in my soul to not break down in tears. Especially with the song No Woman No Cry, assuming that is the official title. And the lyrics just kept saying, 
everything's gonna be all right. First, if it was slow, then it picked up a little bit, and then it became like a little rock, like a like a little pop type thing. Meshed well with the trailer, very very well. This trailer delivered by far in everything they've done. Oh my goodness, it did not disappoint. What I also realized is. Even though this movie does definitely depict and it will show the late King Chadwick Boseman's death. And you know what? There's really no other way you can play that off. Now, do I think they're going to have a stand-in actually play him in the beginning of the movie and then kill him off? It's highly unlikely. I mean, I, I would get why they would do that as part of the storyline, especially when it comes to the MCU. But... The fans already know what happened. We are, the world, the universe knows what happened. So it's not really that uncommon or that unnatural to play into his death within the movie from an outside source. So in other words, instead of writing in his death like he was alive and then he died, like, no, we all accept the fact that he died and we have to move on. We have to try to move on as best we can. And someone else is going to carry on that legacy. From the trailers of what we saw, we know that Namor and the Atlanteans, Namor the Submariner and the Atlanteans are going to be either the antagonist or maybe some kind of, you know, entity in terms of helping the Wakandans trying to fend off against you know, the people in motorcycles and want to shoot guns and shit. Because if you truly realize, if you really were paying attention to the trailer, and you and I know you've seen it more times already. I know you have. If we really pay attention, it's pretty clear that someone or something is trying to overthrow Wakanda. It's pretty clear. So maybe the Atlanteans at some point, they could be the antagonist to throw off against them. Or maybe they're trying to help them in the best way they can. We've seen a lot of these when it comes to movies. And some things are predictable. I get it. I do like the fact that. There is going to be the new Black Panther coming out. According to the poster from what I see. And according to the last shot in the trailer. It's pretty certain that the next Black Panther is going to be a female. It's going to be a woman. I truly believe it's going to be Shuri. And it makes sense that it would be Shuri. Because one, she was Black Panther in the comics. Two, who could truly take upon Black Panther's legacy? Not Nakia. Not Okoye. No, it has to be Shuri. But at the same time though, at the same time, what if we see someone else like an X-Man, a certain mutant within this movie? What if we see someone else and let's say this mutant with Wakanda with with Wakanda with King T'Challa, they had a child before he died. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility because there is a scene within the movie that a child was being born. Now, it's easy to suspect that that could be Namor. But what if that's not it? What if that's a child of T'Challa himself? I'm just saying, I, I don't want to say any more in the possibility of, of possibly spoiling this movie and then easily predicting what may happen. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying anything can happen at any moment. And it's not 
out of the realm of possibility that T'Challa has had a child before he died. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. The trailer was awesome. The trailer was excellent. I continue to watch it. It still makes me feel in an emotional response. And I think this movie could be the saving grace that Marvel Phase 4 desperately needs right now. Yes, we've had Spider-Man No Way Home. But that was more of a Disney product. I'm sorry, that was more of a Sony product than a Disney. We've had a couple of shows. A couple. Moon Knight, except for the ending. And a couple of others that has done okay. They've just done okay. Would I say Marvel Phase 4 is the worst phase so far? And compared to the others, yes. But like I said, it had good redeeming qualities. And now we're moving ahead in terms of where we're going to go for Marvel Phase 5 and Marvel Phase 6. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, can't wait to see it, November 11th, 2023. Now before I go, because like I said, it's going to be a shorter episode, and I'm going to try to make it as short as best I can. Before I go, there is something that it was on my mind for a while, and I kind of want to bring this up. I'm happy on the idea... That Kevin Feige did say that Spider-Man and Daredevil are going to be street-level heroes. And a lot of people don't really know what that means. But basically everything is going to be low-scaled. And everything is going to be in a way more grounded when it comes to certain heroes. Especially dealing with, let's say, the streets or you know the areas of New York City. Or even anywhere else for that matter. I have to say, that is a fantastic idea. It is a fantastic idea. Let me explain why. In almost every movie that we've seen, and in a lot of shows, the scales have always been extremely high to the point where it becomes a little bit unrelatable. When we watch our heroes, and they do their thing, they save the world, they save the day, each and every single time we watch them on the big screen, dealing with internal struggles, dealing with external threats, saving the world, the scales have always been extremely big. But I'm saying it doesn't always have to be that way, especially when it comes to the characters that we, all, we, that we absolutely love. So by having everything grounded and by having everything on a smaller scale, it not only makes us deal uh, in terms of relatability with our heroes, but also care much about the environment that they are in because we can connect to that a little bit more than anything else. I'll give you an example. Thor, Love and Thunder. What was the main premise of that? There's a god butcher that wants to assassinate all of the gods. Because of him being cheated or him being screwed over, letting his daughter die and whatever the case may be, right? How can we as normal people, somewhat normal, how can we as regular people connect to that? Aside from, you know, yes, we experience loss, but how can we connect to God's dying? We can't. We're not deities. We, we don't have superpowers. We don't, we can't magnitude if that's the word I'm using, we can't fathom of what it would be like to actually be killed off by a butcher going off our kinds above everything else. You know what I mean? Like, what I'm trying to say is it everything doesn't have to go above scales. The Avengers movies, for example, oh, the world is in peril what's, whatsoever. Okay, it takes a, a group of team of heroes to band together and do what they can to try to save the world in every single chance they can. 
there is that. But once again, it's not, it's, it's too high scaled. I honestly think that Kevin Feige is going through the perspective of making these shows or future shows or maybe a movie or whichever much more ground related, very similar to what happened with Marvel Netflix shows. Because there's a reason why those shows, except for Iron Fist, there's a reason why those shows were very popularized and was taken more into a serious level, a little bit more than intended. Now, I'm not saying that the Marvel movies and the shows that we've had so far are not as good or great or even better than the Marvel Netflix shows. They're, I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is it's important to understand that not every hero has to go big, far, and beyond in terms of saving the world when they can save whatever it is of the realistic situation of what's going on around them. Crime, gang members, uh, you know, small-scale type things. Because it makes us relate to it because, let's face it, almost every one of those things can happen to us at any time. And like I said, I feel like it's a fantastic idea. I love that we have the first two Spider-Man and Daredevil. Chances are we'll get Jessica Jones back. Chances are we'll get Luke Cage back. Maybe Moon Knight can be a part of it. The Punisher can be a part of it. I would love that. Like, these are, in a way, a lot of dark comics in terms of where they're going for. And I'm excited if this is the path that we're going to take. Now, how long we're going to wait for that? Who the hell knows at this point? Who the hell knows? It could be many years until we've seen something like this. But if and only if Disney slash the MCU is going to rebrand themselves or make something a little bit new to the point that we can at least get a taste of the Marvel Netflix shows that we love so much, I'm all for it. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. The rebranding and the reworking of this podcast will be coming soon. Don't know if I want to rebrand this completely or just create something new and just branch out. But all of that will be coming in due time. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit me up. Voice of Garcia on my Twitter and everywhere else except Instagram. Instagram. It's Mike Garcia VO because the last piece of shit fucking hacked my account, which means I had to do something new, go from the ground up. And maybe you can watch me or watch me in my dad bod picking up a couple of jellyfish, which I've just done this past weekend. That was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. Tune in next time in everything of what we talk about, world, games, news, whatever the case may be. Remember, if you hear about it, you read about it, I talk about it if it's worth talking about. Controversial or otherwise. Now you get the point. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace. Peace. Peace out.